بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد My brothers and sisters one of the brothers asked me a question he said I've got a quick question um, what is leadership so I told him it's a quick question but there's no quick answer to that one but then I thought to myself that uh, If I was asked to give a one word definition for leadership what would that word be Let me ask you what do you think Any of you Sabar patience all right Service of the people servant of the people all right mashallah Forgiveness alhamdulillah mashallah All these answers are right. I mean, there's no wrong answer. But if I was asked to give a one-word description of leadership, I would say that word is accountability. The willingness to be held accountable for my actions and the actions of those who follow me. Not passing the buck, not blaming others. You know, there's a... I don't know if it's still there, but in the in time of... in the time of Harry Truman president Harry Truman uh in the uh, in the on in the white house uh, oval office on the desk of the president used to be um a a court and uh, that court was the buck stops here the buck stops here right you know you know the meaning of that buck stops here meaning that from here things will not be passed around uh nobody will say oh well, you know not this not that no the buck stops here i think that's a very important uh, thing to understand that leadership is where you say the buck stops here uh you don't pass on the the blame to this one and that one um uh, you accept ownership for your work and the work of others now the reason i'm saying this is because we have the example of the best of all leaders rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam see his journey to taif now at the time he went to taif there were other people who were muslims important people significant people like sayyidina abu bakr siddiq radhiallahu for example and many others who could have been sent it would have been perfectly logical it would have been absolutely acceptable probably that would have been uh, the first choice for most leaders to send somebody else to check out the situation the lay of the land and then come back and advise and say safe to go not safe to go people are willing not willing right gather intelligence first but rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam did do that he went and he went alone he didn't go with a whole delegation of people he went alone he just took zaid bin haritha with him radhiyallahu anhu and that was because at that time zaid bin haritha radhiyallahu anhu was uh, considered to be the son of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam announced this this and he called him Zaid bin Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam so he went 
He went alone. Now we know all that happened in uh, Taif. And then when Rasulullah took, uh, entered that garden of the two men from Quraysh and he um, rested there and he made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In this dua, what did he say? He didn't blame anybody. He didn't pass the buck to somebody else. He didn't say it's, a, it's, it's their fault, they, it's the, the fault of the people of Taif and so on. He owned responsibility for his actions. He owned responsibility for his decision. And he said, Oh Allah, if you are pleased with my work, then I don't care what anyone else says or thinks. And if you are not pleased with my work, then I will continue to work and I will continue to make an effort until you are pleased. This is the meaning of leadership. Taking ownership for yourself and taking ownership for your um, for your mission, for your for your for your actions. We see the same thing in the Battle of Hunain, when everyone turned and ran after the first uh, impact of the enemy forces, which was completely unexpected. The Muslims literally turned around and ran. But Rasulullah himself went towards the enemy. He didn't, he didn't just go towards the enemy. He shouted and he said, I am Muhammad bin Abdul Muttalib. He, he took the name of his grandfather. You are looking for me? Here I am. The Sahaba grabbed the, the, the bridle of his... He was riding a, a white mule. They, they grabbed the, the, the bridle of his mule and they pulled him back and said, Ya Rasulullah, please. They, they, they want to kill you. If they kill you, then this, the whole thing is finished. Never hesitated. There's a beautiful story in the Sira, where one day in Madinah, there was a big commotion. In the, very early, very early, before Satul Fajr, in, in the, in, in, there was a big commotion. Uh, people said, somebody, people were shouting, and they, they, they thought somebody is attacking Madinah. There's, a, there's an army coming to, uh, you know, because Madinah was, was, was threatened. And they saw a horseman coming from the boundary of Madinah, coming inwards towards them. And when he came close, they saw it was Rasulullah himself. And he was riding bareback. They, he didn't even put on a saddle on the horse. And he came back and he said, I checked it out. There's no problem. Madinah is not in danger. And he could have sent somebody else to do it. Taking responsibility, ownership for what we do. I ask you, my brothers and sisters, think about this and say, how do we behave today in our organizations, in our families, wherever we are given responsibility? Do we take ownership for ourselves or do we blame others? It's very important for us to think about this. See how people were raised in the time of the Salaf. Muhammad bin Qasim, 17 year old, who commanded an army and came all the way to Sindh. There are many of us who are from that area. South Asia, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh. 
Islam was brought, Islam came to India much earlier. Islam came to India in the uh, fourth year of Hij- Hijri. During the life of Mr. Salam, it came to Kerala in south in a place called Kodangalur, where Sahaba came and they, and they uh, preached Islam and people accepted Islam. But the first major army that came was uh, Bahawad al-Khasim. Now, point being that here was a 17-year-old commanding an army. How do you do that? Believe me, in our organizations today, you might have somebody sitting there in the chair and say, oh, that's his father's company. doesn't happen in the, in, in, in the army, in the field. Soldiers follow a leader because they respect that leader. They follow the leader because they trust that leader. It's a matter of life and death for them. It doesn't, they don't care who you are. You can, you can be anybody's son. They, they will not follow you if they don't respect you. How does a 17-year-old get the respect of an army? How do people who are much, much older than him, people who are, who are old enough to be his fathers, how do they accept his command? How are these people raised? What kind of mothers and fathers did they have? Rasulullah made dua. When he made dua, we know that the angel of the Mountains was sent to him by Nabi Sallallahu Jibreel Salam came and he brought an angel with him. He said, Ya Rasulullah, Allah has sent, your Rabb has sent this angel and he, this angel will carry out your orders. Tell him what to do. Rasulullah Sallallahu said, what can you do? He said, Ya Rasulullah, I can join these two mountains together between which is the valley of Taif. There will be no Taif. There will be no sign of Taif. Taif will be wiped off the face of the earth. Rasulullah Sallallahu said, no. He said, my Rabb did not send me to kill people. Allah did not send me to kill people. Maybe Allah will raise from these people others who will accept Islam and who will be a credit to Islam. Muhammad bin Qasim, who I mentioned to you just now, was, was a sub was He was from Taif. He was the nephew of Hajjad bin Yusuf. These were the people. My brothers and sisters, Seriously, we need to ask ourselves and say, do we take ownership? Do we accept, when we talk about leadership, we are, everyone wants to be a leader. Do we take ownership? Do we accept the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, gave us this beautiful religion and He gave us the guidance of Rasulullah for a purpose? And that purpose is to lead this world to a place which is a place of beauty and grace. That is our responsibility. I ask Allah to be pleased with you and never to be displeased to help you and to guide you and to uh, use you for his work so that we become valuable in his sight and that this becomes a means of najah for us inshallah. وصلى الله على نبي الكريم وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين برحمتك يا رب العالمين والسلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته